Welcome in to another edition of Heavy Lifting with Ravi Lula. I am here once again with my guy Evan Stone for our Big Ten Bets podcast. Evan, how are you today, buddy? Doing good. Doing so good. Are you doing better than our picks have been doing? Because, woof. (laughs) I'm, you know, low bar. Low bar, to say the (laughs) least. It is a low bar. It's a very low bar. It's like, can you walk and chew gum at the same time? This is, I felt like, then you're doing better. Yeah. I I felt like week one was bad because we had no idea what we're doing. And then week two was bad because everyone decided to play the exact opposite of how they played week one. So uh, I just have no idea what's going on in this big team, except for the fact that uh, Iowa sucks. Really That's all bad. Oh, yeah, Iowa too. Oh. Yeah. Hey, easy. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go on in on Steve, Illinois this early. Unnecessary. I didn't mean it. That was a that was an early shot. That's my bad. Um, okay, so let's okay. Let's go over. Let's go over what our how we did last week, and then how we uh, are doing on the season, and then we'll get into where we're at for uh, this upcoming this upcoming week. So I know I went in my money games last week. So the ones that I actually said I would bet on, which I said I was going to do a parlay. I didn't end up doing the parlay. I just did the four games. But I ended up betting on Michigan, which was a disaster. Um, (laughs) I ended up betting Purdue minus seven. So that was a push. Uh, Indiana minus 11. So I covered that one. And Ohio State minus 12. So I covered that one. So I went 2-1-1 one, and one in my money picks. Not terrible. Yeah. But I went 2-3-1 overall. So I missed the extra one that I didn't, that I didn't pick. Right. How'd you do last week? Well, so I, I jumped real quick on that under for that Minnesota-Maryland game. Which also was disastrous. So yeah, they put up so almost that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not super great. Uh, I took Indiana to cover against Rutgers. Hit that. I also took Ohio State to cover against Penn State. Uh, hit that, and then uh, I took the. Oh, uh, there's one more game. The oh. over for the Michigan State Michigan game, and. Uh, I did not hit that. I don't think so. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we were separate on that Northwestern Iowa game, but I did not actually put money on that. Cause I had no idea what was going to happen, but I should have. Cause they covered. Cause they covered. I know I debated about it last week on the pod. I was like, maybe I will. And I was like, no, I won't. And I should have, because well, I was and correct. I th- and I think I covered. told you, but, right. I go, if you're going to put money on the plus two and a half, just go ahead and do it on the money line and get the, the juice. Money line. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Got to get that juice on your side. And I was uh, really, I know I was really debating it and I just, I didn't do anything, but I should have got to pull the trigger. Yeah. Um, so what, what were you, I was two, three and one last week. You were, what were you? I was, uh, we were the exact same. So I also was two, three and one. All right. So on the season, I'm 10, 15, and 1. Is that right? That would be correct. Which is really bad. Yeah. I'm better. You're 12, 13, and 1, right? Yeah. So it's still not good. But you're, you're getting <laughs> into a range where it's respectable, though. I'm getting into a range where if you fade my picks, you're going to make money. Yeah. Which is yeah. not particularly where I want to be. <laughs> but at least it's consistent. So people know what to do when they hear That's your picks. True. When you're just batting 500, you're just kind of guessing. You know, like, oh, man, do I listen? Do I not listen? I don't know. So here's the tricky part about that, though, is it starts to get in your head. And so you're like, instead of just making your picks on instinct, like I did the first couple of weeks, which if you had faded them, you'd be in, in good, great shape. You'd be, you know, 66% winning percentage right now. Um, right. Or like 60% winning percentage right now. It it was math. I don't know if it was good math. I was about to say, it was okay math. It was was math. Um, 
listen, I haven't taken a math class since I was 16 years old. That's literally more than half my lifetime ago. I got AP credit yeah. for math in high school. I never had to take one in college because I went to a fake oh. school. I went to a fake college. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, me too. Me too. We, we went to the I same. Didn't even get AP credit in math. <laughs> we went to so... the same pretend college um, <laughs> for a while. At least. <laughs> for a bit. Anyway, That's anyway. Yeah, it didn't go so, up from there. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So I'm not. But it gets in your head when you're like, okay, well, if you just fade my picture, but then you start thinking, okay, normally I would pick this. But you don't know if you're picking against yourself or if you're going <laughs> on your instinct still. And so it gets a little messy. So we'll see how this week goes. And uh, yeah. if this week, if I'm still in the uh, if I'm still in like the 60 percent loser column after this week, we might just start calling this fade my picks. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's safe. I think we got an interesting week this week. So I'm, I'm excited to walk through these. Um let me just real quick before we jump in it. What is what is one team? And I'm asking you on the spot. What is one team that you're like super impressed by, and what is one team you're super disappointed in two weeks into the season? Ooh, um, I mean, the easy answer is the easy answer is Ohio State, right? I mean, they took They've care done of what business. They need to do. Yeah, yeah, they took care of business against Nebraska. They took care of business against Penn State, covered the spread both times. I don't know how good Penn State is. So Penn State's definitely in my conversation for most disappointing. Um, mm. But, man, that Michigan loss to Michigan State is so bad. Oh, it's awful. Like I Dora, get Michigan's th- still ranked, though. So Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, <laughs> I get that... Minnesota's pretty dis- – here's my issue with Minnesota, though, is I didn't think they were going to be that good. I thought last year was kind of fluky, and so I wasn't expecting a lot. I was expecting more than getting beat by Maryland, but yeah. I wasn't expecting a lot. So they're not super disappointing to me. I think I think most disappointing is Penn State for sure. Mm. If you want me to pick a team that's not Ohio State, for best, uh, for most impressive, I think I got to go Indiana. Yeah, because Indiana obviously had the big win over Penn State. Which, if Penn State's not that good, that doesn't mean anything. But we don't know yet. That's just the fact right. of the matter. They're supposed to be good. They should be more talented than Indiana just by existing, even with the opt outs and everything else. Like <laughs> just by the yeah. fact that right. they are fielding a football team, they sh- they're more talented than Indiana. Um, so. And yeah. the collapse at the end of that first week game. I mean, they had oh. that game won, right? Like, that game was won. Just was don't over. score. Yeah, Just it was over. Score. So, I, I don't know. I don't know how good Penn State really is. But from where they were talking about, like, winning the Big Ten to now they're 0-2. And all of that talk is over. I think they have to be the yeah. most disappointing team. But don't forget that um, Iowa sucks. Don't forget that also. <laughs> I will never forget that Iowa sucks. Um, but again, Iowa's one of those teams I wasn't expecting that much out of Iowa. I don't think either of us were. Right. No, no, I definitely predict them to lose a lot. Uh, I, I would agree. Ohio State's the easy answer. But, like, is it really impressive when you do it every year? I don't know. I mean, there so, is, when you're that good every year, there is an impressive level of consistency there despite turnover and like, you know, you've got different guys doing it, you know, you have, yeah. and now we're in a second head coach that they're doing it under. Like that's impressive. Um, they went from urban Meyer to Ryan day and didn't miss a beat. That to me is something now we'll see in a couple of years. They have gotten better. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's certainly on the table. Now, is that Ryan day? Is that Justin Fields? I don't know, but, Uh um, you, you certainly, have to start looking at it from a perspective of just the consistency of the excellence is is worth being impressed by, even if it's not yeah. as exciting as an in Indiana who's kind of popping up on people. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, uh, I'd for sure go Indiana as my I'm most, most impressed, impressed with them. 
Okay. Big win, avoided the letdown game, and covered. Which is, and which is hard to covered do. Covered to avoid. I mean, the that's game. that's not yeah. nothing. Yeah. So so there's that. Most disappointed. Um, I mean, obviously Penn State is is trash. Michigan is losing to Michigan State. Like, what in the world happened there? I don't it's know. But I'll, I'll probably go Minnesota. I'll probably go Minnesota most disappointed. And not that I expected them to repeat last year, but I did expect them to still push Wisconsin a bit this year to be that other team in the West that could – because they brought – they like, their offense is back, you know? So that same offense they had last year. Penn State, you're, you're bringing in some new players. You got some turnovers, some opt-outs, like – you're going to have some some inconsistency there a little bit. Minnesota was supposed to roll with this offense this year. And woof. Yeah. So, I I totally get that for me. It's just I didn't expect much out of Minnesota. I thought Minnesota was a fluky. Honestly, they felt so much like Mike Riley's second team at Nebraska where they started off like 7 and 0 against just awful opponents and then kind of limped to the finish. I get that they beat Auburn in a game that Auburn had no interest in being there. I, I, I just, I take very little stock in bowl games. I just do. Yeah. They're right. Especially now when, if you don't make the CFP, it's just who cares, you know? Yeah. And so I don't take a lot of stock. The, the only game I put any stock in last year for Minnesota really is that Penn state game. But Anybody can be good one week, you know, and if I remember right, watching that Penn State game, there were a couple weird turnovers that really helped Minnesota. And even within the course of the game, like it got away from Penn State, but I don't know, it just didn't necessarily feel like Minnesota is necessarily better. They just got the win that day. And so did it. Yeah, I mean, and that happens all the time in football, right? Like you get a couple early turnovers it snowballs on you and it's over right like that just happens yeah. it's it's part of football but i never watching minnesota last year i just never got the impression that hey this is a really good football team i think hey this is a football team that's playing really hard for its coach right now and it's working out but when you start to lose games like this this really inspiring row your boat thing gets pretty gets pretty old in a hurry <laughs> right yeah the, like we Maryland played, jumped on that so quick. Dude, like we played one year of college basketball together, right? And we were glorious year. Awful. Glorious year. So much fun. Right, right here. Come on. So much fun, but we were awful. Okay. And you were wearing these like LeBron soldiers that weighed more than you did and could still dunk the in bricks. them somehow. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I was wearing, so I literally had the headband, the arm sleeve. Two uh, armbands on each arm, and uh-huh. then I think also a knee sleeve and high yep. socks. Yep. So, like, was decked out. I did shoot, like, 40% from three, so, you know, whatever, but just no big deal. Um, but we were awful. That was an awful sure. basketball team. And so, when we were in the beginning of the season, our coach just kept saying... Like, you guys are champions. What's a champion? You guys are champions. And in the beginning of the season, we're like, all right, yeah, we're champions. We can do this. Okay. And we I'm lost by it. 96 at William Penn, which you weren't even there for. But it wasn't. Oh, no, say, don't say we. Don't say we. I you were on the team. Stomach flu. You, you were on the team. kept me from being a part of a 96-point loss. So, And my heroics kept it from being a 100-point loss. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um but my point is my dad was there though he was my dad showed up to Dude. surprise me so it was it was like Where a few hours man? he's throwing up back in nebraska Dude, so, so. it was like a <laughs> i'll tell the story just because it's funny so uh <laughs> the game was like a few hours from your hometown and way closer to your hometown than the school was and so your dad comes to the game to surprise you and he gets there and he's like looking around and he comes over to me because we had met and he knew that like we were friends or whatever. And he goes, hey, where's Evan? And I was like, oh, no, um, he's 
back in Nebraska. He's sick, man. And he's just like, oh, like the disappointment on his face was <laughs> like palpable. Did he did he stay for the game? Um, I think he stayed briefly and then saw how things were going. And was like, I <laughs> um, which is how to be fair. That's how I felt also. Um, I was just, I, yeah, it's fair. That's fair. But so needless to say, even though you weren't there, you know, we got waxed by like what? 60 by morning side. Like we got beat pretty bad a lot. Um, so at, there's a certain point where the, Hey, you guys are champions bit. You just want to punch your coach in the face. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, it, 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 uh, it wears off after a while. Yeah. You're just like, listen, it's not working. Anymore. Like when you're we nine and zero and you're beating Penn State, you're like, yeah, row that boat, baby. But Come when on. you lose, I'll run out. I'll run out holding an oar. I'll make it happen. Yeah, I'll <laughs> I'll wave that thing in the air. <laughs> when you're getting a boat raced by a Michigan team, that might suck. And then you lose to a Maryland team that certainly sucks. <laughs> you start to wonder, like, where yeah. am I rowing to? Why don't we have a motorized boat? It's 2020. Why I gotta row? <laughs> Yeah, it starts. It starts. Uh, whoever loses, you know, loses the rock paper scissors that week has to carry out that oar at the beginning when they run out of the t- tunnel because they yeah. all know like this looks ridiculous. Yeah, you're 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 out there and you're like, okay, so Mister PJ Fleck over here telling me to row the boat is, uh, you know, he's a multimillionaire in Minnesota. The man's got a yacht. He ain't rowing dick, you know. <laughs> and so. It's kind of like in Western Michigan, where he's not making seven figures. You're like, maybe he is rowing his boat. Maybe he's out there. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's out there with the paddle. He's rowing that boat. In Minnesota, yeah. you're like, where's well, the you yacht, know. brother? How come, we can't, how come we can't get a nicer ride than this? Uh, which is which is worse, the row the boat or standing on the, the sideline in the midst of a blizzard eating a dilly bar? Just to say, I'm Minnesota. Ooh. Um, the Dilly Bar is a tough look. I don't know why, but like eating during a game has like just the worst look to it. Especially if you're, <laughs> especially if you're losing, right? Like if you're winning and like, like every once in a while, like LeBron will be blowing somebody out and he turns around and steals somebody's popcorn off the bench. Like that's funny. That's good. Or like Kevin Durant on the Warriors would like, you know, they don't have to play the second half. And so he's stealing nachos from people and it's funny. Yeah. But like you're standing there like with a dilly bar or like I think like Dion Waiters got caught eating a hot dog one time. And it's like, you're Dion Waiters, man. Like you're not good. Your team's not good. You can't be taking hot dogs in the middle of the game from people. That doesn't work. That that's where the dilly the the dilly bar falls for me. It's just a tough look. It's a even if there's not anything inherently wrong with it, like Listen, I'm a diabetic, right? My mom used to bring me food into the dugout when I was playing baseball. Yeah, you got to keep it up. Yeah, yeah, I would have a low blood sugar. So what would happen is I would go, by the way, this is Diabetes Awareness Month, so you're getting a little diabetes story today. Um, Come on. I I would go, and like between innings, if I wasn't about to bat, this was before I had a continuous glucose monitor, my mom would call me over, I'd go test my blood sugar, run back in the dugout, and if she didn't come and find me, it was fine. And if she came and find me, I needed to eat something. So, like, I'd be in the mm-hmm. dugout eating hot dogs and stuff. And it's a bad look. Like, I was medic- I was doing it <laughs> for a medical reason. And it's still a bad look. My, yeah. There was one time, my favorite one is the inning ended too quickly after I, I tested my blood sugar. And I was going low. So, my mom made my coach go out and do a, a mound visit, like a pitching coach, go do a mound visit, and handed me a roll of sweet tarts so I could bring my blood sugar up. And I was so confused because I, I was cruising, like I was pitching really well, and I'm like, what are you coming yeah. out of the dugout for? Go back in the dugout, fool. What are we doing here? And he's like mm-hmm. holding his hand up like, relax, man, relax. And he just hands me candy and walks back to the dugout. <laughs> what a flex, though. <laughs> If you're pitching well and dominating, the coach is just like, no, nah, just some candy. And you're just on the mound, just popping some sweet tarts as you're just striking dudes out. Like I was. I I I took it was like a it was like a roll of sweet tarts. 
I shoved them all in my mouth, started chomping on them so I didn't choke, and I was still chewing on them when I started pitching to the next batter. <laughs> I love it. I love it. None of that's quite as bad, though, as uh, just down in a, a trash can lid at Famous Dave's before going to play a basketball <laughs> game just because they uh, – they gave you, they gave you some gift cards, and you get, you know, you got to use them before you head out of town. So, let me just yeah. eat this rack of ribs before I go get blown up <laughs> by fifty in South Dakota. You know, just. Uh, that's a true story. That's a true story. The only time we, because we could, because I mean, we could have gone after the game, but coach wanted to get home. Yeah. So instead, two hours before we played a basketball game, we all ate like forty dollars of day, uh, famous Dave's each. Yeah, And then we went and tried to play basketball. And let me tell you, it's hard to play basketball with the meat sweats. It's not easy. (laughs) Got real swampy real quick. I think a lot of people made locker room visits during the game to, like, get things taken care of. It was rough. I remember the layup line, pregame layup (laughs) line was about the most – that's when I knew we had had made a mistake. Trying to do a left-handed layup with – just i'm sweating so bad right now <laughs> yeah you like put on the long sleeve shirt and you're just drenched instantly and you're like oh no something's wrong <laughs> oh we messed up we messed up oh we did something bad <laughs> yeah oh milk was a bad choice oh uh yeah. good time well let's we can was, we, <laughs> oh, big 10 bets huh I'll say, <laughs> we can get back to big 10 football anytime now so the long and short of that is minnesota might be sick of pj fleck that's all i was trying to say i'd be getting there yeah the it's sick and it's, works it's really when you're winning when you start to lose as as someone who's been there you get sick of it real quick yes and it's very interesting because when illinois was looking to hire levy a lot of fans wanted pj to, to come down to Illinois because what he was doing at Western Michigan, it was, it was fun. It was exciting. And there is no bigger polar opposites than Lovey Smith and PJ Fleck. They are each end of the spectrum. So when PJ kind of took off last year and Lovey is sitting on the sideline, getting blown out by PJ Fleck and one is calm and not seeming to care and one is pumping his fist and doing the fourth quarter sprint to the other end of the field you know people were getting pretty pretty pissed a little bit and now seeing him struggle i think has brought things back to earth just a little bit so i enjoy it myself yeah but and to be clear lovey smith may not be the guy but i don't think you regret hiring pete not hiring pj fleck nearly as much yeah, no, no, we're we're good, we're good. So <laughs> we're all yeah. we're all squared up we'll, there. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll be fine. So this week, all right, yeah, we got get on no Friday on, night game, which I'm nope. disappointed by. I like the Friday night game, frankly. Yeah, yeah. So no Purdue and Wisconsin because Wisconsin still is you know just rampantly spreading COVID all over the place. Um, <laughs> which I'm not going to dog the state of Wisconsin too much this week because they did pull through in a certain area in uh, cultural relevance. So anyways, the only Saturday I haven't 100% hated Wisconsin ever. (laughs) Saturday, we got Michigan state at Iowa. Uh, Iowa is favored by a touchdown over under at 46. What are you thinking? Man, this is hard because both I still think both of these teams suck. And I think Michigan State's going to have a letdown game coming off of the Michigan win. And I still think they're worse than Iowa. And I don't think Iowa's going to go like 0-8. And if they're not going to go 0-8, you got to get one here. Like, this one is a must-win. So, I'm going to go Iowa minus the six and a half. What did you say the number was? 46? It's – well, right now the spread's at seven. So, it's straight seven. Well, my spread's at six and a half. So, I'm going to take them six and a half. Oh. I was – you know what? That's funny because I was going to say I would like to watch this line and see if it goes down to under seven. So, yeah, 46 is the number. So these are so the my lines are from 
uh, Caesar Sportsbook. So um, that's okay. straight out of okay. Vegas. Pushing um, it up a little bit this week. I like it. So I'm going to take the six and a half. Uh, and I think I'm going to take the under. I don't think these, I don't see a lot of scoring here. Okay. Uh, I'm taking the six and a half. If it's truly down to six and a half, yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to jump on that. I mean, I'm looking bit. at the number right and, now and it says six and a half. So I'm using that as a real number. Okay. And I'm okay. So I'm going to take the over. I don't feel super great about it, but I'm going to take the over. I, uh, admit, to their credit, Michigan State has put up points two weeks now in a row. Uh, they would have put up a lot more points week one, but they had seven turnovers, which happened. Seven turnovers and is And then a tough against one. Michigan. Yeah. yeah. And then against against Michigan, which I know doesn't have a great defense, they put up points once again. So uh, I, think they'll, I think they'll hit the over in this, but I think Iowa will cover the seven. All right. So we're, we're uh, same on the spread, different on the over-under there, right? Yep. All right. Make sure you're writing these down because I don't do that. Just got it. My yeah, man. My All right. What's next? So we got Michigan at I or at Indiana. Uh, Michigan is a three point favorite. Which if you've got Caesars, and these have changed. So I pulled these from this morning. So things might have changed since so I I've since I pulled these down. Three and a half right now. Okay, for Michigan. All right, and then I got an over-under of 54.5. I'm going Indiana and the over. Mm. Me too. I'm, I just, I think I just, Indiana's I good. Think, I think Indiana's good, I think and Michigan I think Michigan might suck. Yeah, I, I'm going Indiana here. I think the wrong team is favored. This is at Indiana. Not that the crowd matters, but you don't have to travel, which is nice. Um, yeah, I think the wrong team's favorite. I think this is 100% on name recognition on the Michigan side. Yeah, yeah. you want to talk about, you want to talk about a coach that is losing favor with his team, which this is what Jim Harbaugh does. Jim Harbaugh wears out his welcome. That is what he does. Yep. Yep. Better than anyone else. I mean, he went to a Super Bowl with the 49ers, went to an NFC championship game with the 49ers and was gone a year later. Yeah, and he never had a losing record. Like he just wears. I mean, he went like he went eight and eight. I think the year after the the NFC Championship game, and people just get sick of him. They're just done. Um, yeah, and so I wonder if that's what we're seeing at Michigan. He never. He didn't spend very long at Stanford. He didn't spend very long at San Diego. I think he just wears on people, and I th- we might be seeing that at Michigan. Yeah. So here here's the danger of this week, though, is. Every game from here on out for Indiana because they have that hot start. They they upset Penn State in just an incredible game. Still the game of the year so far. And then they take care of business at Rutgers, cover the spread. Almost every game from here on out for Indiana is the potential for a letdown game because they're going to start feeling themselves yep, at some point. And when they start feeling themselves, they you know play like you've been there before, but they haven't been here before. You know they might be. Depending on what happens in this game, Indiana might be second tier below Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, they're certainly the best team in the East. They're certainly in the driver's seat at that point, right? Because they, I mean, they they control their own destiny right now. They beat what was supposed to be the second best team in the East in Penn State. They have an opportunity to beat what was probably supposed to be the third best team in the East in Michigan. If they get those two out, it's basically just them staring down the barrel at not screwing up before Ohio State. Yeah. So so I'm a little worried there that Indiana could have some sort of a, you know, they got a little bit of a big head coming into this game. They've done what they need to do. Yeah. But I, I, man, I am not buying Michigan at all. So I'm, I'm taking Iowa to cover uh, the plus three and a half. And I do think they hit the over. I think there could be a lot of scoring in this game um Indiana, which would be Iowa. my yes yeah indiana so this so the uh the over of this 54 and a half would be one of my money games this week my money picks this week yeah i think my i think indiana plus three and a half is is one of my money games i just i don't buy michigan at all and i think indiana is actually pretty good yeah 
So you're taking yep. you're taking the over as a money. I'm taking the spread as a money. All right, what's sounds uh, good? We got Nebraska Northwestern next. Yeah, Nebraska back on the schedule. It's good to see him back. So Nebraska at Northwestern. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give the line since yours are, are more recent than mine, and I can give the over under. So over okay. under a fifty four and a half. I've got Northwestern three and a half. Has that changed from this morning? Okay. Nope. Okay. Has not changed. Um, I, I'm going Nebraska here. Okay. And for a couple reasons. I'm not that impressed by Northwestern's win over Iowa because Iowa's, I think, is bad. Um, so that's right. reason number one. Uh, number two, I'm also like, I, I get that they took care of business against Maryland, but Maryland looked as bad as any Big Ten team as I've ever seen in that first week. That was yeah, just one of the worst awful. performances I've ever seen from a major conference team not named Kansas. So. I'm not sure what to do with Northwestern yet, but I'm not sold. Um, for Nebraska, there actually was a fairly significant development this week in that their huge Juco prospect that they brought in at wide receiver, Omar Manning, is playing this week. He missed the first okay. game against Ohio State, was iffy against Wisconsin. He is playing this week. That's coming from Scott Frost. And so, in my opinion, their biggest area of weakness on the offensive side of the ball against Ohio State was the fact that they didn't have any wide receiver threats outside of Wandell okay. Robinson. And Wandell Robinson can only do so much because of his, his size. He's really a, kind of more of a Percy Harvin role than a true wide receiver. You do some of the different things with him, but he's not just going to like run down the field yeah. and, and spread the field, right? Um, right. Omar Manning is supposed to be that guy. He's that big bodied, physical, athletic freak wide receiver. He's supposed to be that guy. And if he is even a little bit, he makes Nebraska's offense way more dynamic because if they can make any sort of downfield threat, that opens the running lanes way back up. Okay. So I'm taking Nebraska for that reason. And because I, I just am not sold on Northwestern. Also, Nebraska needs this game. Nebraska needs right. this game. Northwestern, it's kind of a bonus game at this point. They're already 2-0. and They probably, I mean, Nebraska should be the more desperate team. And sometimes that matters a lot. Yeah. Um, what did you say the number yeah. before? 54 and a half. I'm going to go over because I think I if this goes the way – if this goes Nebraska's way, I think it's because the offense is going to crack wide open. And yep. I'm going the over for that reason. Yeah. So when I was looking at this number, I thought, okay, so, so 54 and a half. If it hits the over, Nebraska covers. If it hits the under – Northwestern's going to cover. That's that's I think, how I just felt watching this game. I think that's fair. I think and, that's fair. Or watching this line. And so I am going to take the under, which and means that I, I, think, I think Northwestern covers. Ooh, so, so we're different on both of those this time. Yeah, we hit, we hit the different both of these. And this one was tough for me because you obviously have a little bit better of, of a take, an inside feel of what's going on with Nebraska – I think, but know, I can also one, be poisoned. Obviously, that that's true. Uh, we saw Nebraska against Ohio State. I don't know what you can really take out of that because you know the first half they played really well. I felt like, um, and then Ohio State did what Ohio State does. So what do you what do you do with that game? Um, I really wish we could have seen them against Wisconsin last week because I don't think Wisconsin is that good, and so that would have been a really interesting game. Um, so right now, where I'm at in this, I've seen Northwestern for two weeks. I like what I've seen. I like how they, they've played. Um, they feel confident. I don't know what I know about, or I don't know what I don't know about Nebraska. <laughs> and so yeah, they're a little bit farther out there. So I'm going to take Northwestern and the under. 
You're going with what we'll you see, know versus what you don't, what happens which makes sense. Week. Um, yep. All right, so what do you, we got uh, Maryland, Penn State. Is that your next one? Maryland at Penn State. I still got uh, I got an over-under of 64-and-a-half, and I got Penn State by 25 is what that's, we're working with. I've got 25 also. Oof, uh, that's a big number. It is. And I just don't and know who what is Maryland. Is. I don't know who Maryland is, and I don't know who Penn State is. If we're being honest, I get Penn State has played an Indiana team that we believe is good, and then Ohio State. But is Maryland the team that beat Minnesota, or the team the team that lost by forty to Northwestern? Yeah, Um, that's a really tough number, and it's a rivalry game. Like this is a. Is it technically game? They've yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Penn State to cover, which means I'm taking the over. Because, I mean, this is a stupid reason, but I have other rooting interests in the state of Pennsylvania right now, so I'm trying to put some good juju's into the atmosphere. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, but also, I mean, the over. If I'm taking the if I'm taking the minus twenty five, you almost have to take the over, just from a logistical standpoint, right? If you're expecting Penn State to win by twenty five, it's tough to do that and score less than sixty four points between the two. Because mm-hmm. um, what is yeah. that like forty two to twenty four game? Or no, that's only eighteen. It's like a forty five to. 20 game basically it would be a push and an over right so yeah it, it gets dicey to to talk about holding especially a, a maryland team that put up 45 points last week if if tug plays like he did last week versus how he played in week one they're gonna put points up um yeah now i don't think they can stop penn state because they couldn't stop minnesota but I'm going to go ahead and take the over and the minus 25. That's what I'm talking myself. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I don't feel great about that. That is not a money game. That is not a money game. So here's here's how I'm feeling. I think think Penn State comes out this week, and they're pretty pissed. And I I think they're going to cover the 25. But I think it's going to be an under. Ooh. So, which I know when you have that big of a spread, that big of a number, like it's hard to hit that number. But I, I see Maryland's offense against Penn State's defense regressing huge, going back to maybe week one type numbers. Okay. Um, and, and so I could see, I, I could see like a 45 to 10 um, type ball game. So, um, so I'm going to take Penn State to cover, and I'm going to take that under 64 and a half. Fair enough. So we're both on Penn State, but we're on the other opposite sides of the over/under there. That is correct. You know, uh, I love my unders. You do love your unders. I don't. I'll, I'll never understand it. <laughs> Get it? I'll never understand <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> oh, look at that! All right, we're to your. Okay. We are to your uh, Illinois Fighting Illini here. Yeah. And Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota at Illinois. I've got it at minus seven for Minnesota. Yep. Same with an over under of 61 and a half. Ooh. So this is the battle of the all defeateds. Mm. That 60, is true. 61 and a half, really? Well, obviously, uh, Illinois cannot cover the pass. So uh, in two games, opposing quarterbacks have something like six incompletions. Um, Which is a tough tough look. It's not ideal. It (laughs) might be seven incompletions, so don't hold me to it. But but Illinois likes to cause turnovers again. So essentially, they let you pass it all over the field. Hope you make a mistake. They cause a turnover. It's, It's... 
the epitome of the Levy bend don't break defense, which has tended to break a lot. So, <laughs> um, and, and Minnesota's defense clearly is terrible. They yeah. gave up forty something to Michigan. They gave up forty something to Maryland, which is bad. That's bad. Which is not good. So I could see a lot of scoring here. Um, but then on the flip side, so you even think about this, Illinois last week at one point against Purdue, they had six trips inside the red zone and 10 points to show for it. Which is not good. Okay. If you kicked all field let goals, me, you have almost twice that. Yeah, let me check my notes. You're correct. That is not good. Okay, so. Um, let me check they the math on that. That's quite bad. <laughs> yeah, quite bad but they still you know they still kept it seven points they still put up 24 points so i they moved the ball a lot with karan taylor who going into this game in case people didn't know uh positive with covid thanks wisconsin uh backup quarterback was uh quarantined because of contact tracing so brandon peters is out for the 21 days if you are contact tracing even if you're not positive you're out for 10 days so isaiah williams is still out for this game matthew robinson third string came into the game first series sprained his ankle so that wasn't ideal so then fourth string quarterback karan taylor the pride of peoria uh comes into the game he's a freakishly strong good fast athlete uh, not great at decision-making so far, and uh, his arm, his accuracy is sketch. So the offense was actually quite fun to watch last week in spite of all of their penalties and turning the ball over a crap ton of times. Put up a ton of yards, still put up 24 points, had the ball at the end of the game with a chance to tie the game. Um, they just didn't pull through through so the offense was fun i'm hoping with an extra week of practice now he's getting starter reps uh he wasn't getting any reps because he's fourth string before last week so maybe we'll have a little bit more fun so i'm going to take the over here because i think a lot of points are going to get put up between these two teams and i think illinois is going to cover that seven that's where i'm at so i think i'm going to oh man the four-string quarterback just concerns me a lot. To be fair, I didn't like your first-string quarterback anyway. I was about to say, that's not that's not a hot take statement that you just made there. <laughs> the fourth-string quarterback <laughs> is concerning to me. That's <laughs> yes, I fair. Would, yeah, that's agreeable. Fair. That's agreeable. Um, I think I'm taking Minnesota basically for that reason alone. I just, yeah, I, I don't can. know how much consistency you're getting out of a fourth string quarterback. To be clear, if Illinois was full strength, I'm taking Illinois here because I do think Minnesota's bad. Um, the four string quarterback is the deal breaker for me. I'm taking Minnesota and the under. I just okay. don't know that Illinois is going to be able to score consistently enough. I mean, you mentioned the troubles in the red zone. Maybe that's an aberration or maybe it's just a, Maybe that's just who they are this year, right? Like, we don't know yet. We're not right. far enough in to be like, hey, this one game. Because it could be like, hey, they're moving the ball. That's a really good sign. They're probably going to be able to score. Or it could just be like, no matter where they get to on the field, they are not going to score. <laughs> yeah. And which I, I will um, I will throw this out there. This this is also a little trucky. Trucky. Tricky because <laughs> Lovey Smith still has a a pretty strict NFL mindset when it comes to injuries, injury reports, and what's happening within the team. So we had two players for sure test positive, which we did not find out about until kickoff. Technically, there were some things floating through some leaks, so you know they people heard, but it was we didn't find not, out until kickoff. Yeah. It was reported, and so but most it was just rumors. Yes. And so this week, people have been asking, have there been any more positives, any more positives in Lovey and true Lovey fashion is we're not going to we're not going to disclose positive cases. Blah, blah, blah. So we had we had 10 plus people out last week because of contact tracing, quarantining, all of that. If there was another little mini you know, outbreak, if there's some other starters that are, that are out this 
week. Obviously, Minnesota is probably going to run with that. Um, but if we have the same team that we had last Saturday, I think we I think we cover the spread. So there you go. I Fair. think the over hits probably regardless, just because. Yeah. You think so? Yep. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm still going the under. I just I don't I don't feel good about it. Um, all right, so we're 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 again we're a bit different on both of those for yep. uh, for those picks. This so uh, last, this is the this is the difference maker. We're gonna either make up ground here or or uh, well or yeah. I'll be even further behind. Um, <laughs> so once again, uh, the math checks out. That is correct. Math. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the last game of the night is Rutgers at Ohio State. And I've got Ohio State minus 38. Correct. And what's your over-under? And the over-under is 64. Ooh, so they're really not giving Rutgers any points there, huh? Nope. nope. So what's the expected score there? If it's a 38-point spread and 64, you're talking... Like forty nine to ten to get the under, fifty two to thirteen. Fifty two to yep. thirteen is too high. Fifty two to thirteen is too high. So fifty one to thirteen is a push in both directions. Is the push? So yeah, we'll call it forty nine yep. to ten. That's the that's the number I'm comfortable with. It's a good number. Yeah. Um. I'm taking I'm definitely taking the minus 38. Okay. Um I don't know what to do with that number cuz I don't know that Rutgers is going to score on them but it's possible that Ohio State gets to 64 all by themselves. <laughs> I mean Yeah. Like it's not out of the question they, if they, they get they, to they get to they 56 like and Rutgers to 3. Yeah. You know, if they get to 56 or 63, like if in Rutgers scores at all, like that's – so I'm going to go the over. I'm going minus 38 in the over. Okay. okay. I, I'm going to take the over too because I do. I think Ohio State could get to that number on their own. So I think there's good – I think there's just good value on that bet. And I don't know why – I, I just don't know why, but I'm looking at the Rutgers to cover that. You think you you think you got Rutgers plus the thirty eight here? Ah, man, I yeah, yeah. All right, I mean, I I I'll, I'll I, listen, man. I don't know. Thirty eight's a big number. Like anytime you start, okay. it's a any, big. Anytime you start getting over like thirty, like you can beat the crap out of a team and not win by 30 like you know you get late garbage time stuff the problem is i don't know if rutgers is good enough to get garbage time points and even if yeah. they are i if if ohio state's at 60 the garbage time points i still don't know or i still i still think you need a couple touchdowns to cover yeah. the spread there um I, so those big numbers are I tough. typically I typically have a thing where it's like, okay, I find the biggest spread and I always, you know, I always bet for the, the person yeah. to cover, you know? I'm, yeah. I, okay. But you're right. I don't think I can do this. I think, I think it's, <laughs> if I'm hitting the over, it's got to be Ohio State to cover, right? Because can, can Rutgers score more than 10 points? That's the question. I don't think they can. So if the over hits, it's Ohio State just just Justin Fields just going crazy. But then the flip side is, you know, they get up big. Obviously, you know what? Yeah. Okay, I just talked myself into it. So Ohio State's <laughs> going to cover and this is why because they got into the season late. They want to get into the playoff. In order to get into the playoff, they just have to run rough shot over the Big 10. So, because I was thinking they get up big, you put in all the backups in the second half. That's when you get some of these backdoor covers. You get some weird stuff happening. Um, but Ohio State's not going to do that because they want to get into the playoffs. So they're going to keep fields in for as long as they possibly can. They're going to run this score up as big as they possibly can. So, yeah, give me Ohio State and the over. I'm with you, and we're making, we're making some money this week. <laughs> all right. So we'll, uh, we'll wrap up here in just a second. So – 
What are your money games this week? I've got Indiana plus three and a half. I've got... I'll be honest, that's the only one I really, really like. I think that's the only one I really, really like. Okay. Okay. Indiana plus the three and a half. Do I have to pick more than that? I mean, it's my podcast. I can do whatever I want. But literally, you can. Yeah. Do you think I should pick more than that? uh, I think you should at least pick a second game. I think we should always have two. I'm going to take Minnesota minus seven then. Okay. That was hurtful. But (laughs) all right. So. It's not a reflection of how I feel about you, Evan. Just your football <laughs> team. Okay. Well, give me so I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the over in the Michigan IU game over okay. 55, 54 and a half. And I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the uh, he, he, Judah's calling me. That means we got to wrap up soon. (laughs) Uh, That's it's about time. You're right, though. There's no other games that that I super like. Give me the over. Give me the over 64 Rutgers Ohio State because they're going to run that game up like crazy. All right, let's wrap this up so your kid doesn't lose his nuggets. Um, (laughs) You can find Evan at the underscore Evan underscore Stone on Twitter. Um, he's just a nice guy, and so you can pay attention to him if you want. Um, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at R-A-Lula um, or on the Facebook page, Heavy Lifting with Robbie Lula. You can also find everything on the website, RobbieLulaRadio.com. Hopefully we do better this week, Evan, because we have been dog doo-doo. Um, well, I don't well, one of us is going to do better. One of us is going to do worse. That, we had some we had some differences this week, so the math checks out there. Um, you go take <laughs> you go take care of your kids. I appreciate you spending the time with me, and uh, we will talk to you again next week. Let's go make some money. Let's do it.